ओमतिराधस्ञाजनशलाखया चक्षुन्मीलिताीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थात यूतले स्वयं कदाम्यम ददा स्वदाति वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रेयुता पदकमल श्रीगुरुन्वैष्णवाश्रीपम साग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादलिताशाखाता हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कामोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रि वाछाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नम ओं विष्णुपादा कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातेशिणे जय श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर कमिंग टुडे ऑन दिस फोर्थ एपिसोड ऑफ द स्ट्रेंगनिंग फाउंडेशन सीरीज सो आई वेलकम यू ऑल एंड टुडेज टॉपिक इज इम्पॉर्टेंस ऑफ अप्लाइंग तिलक so how many of you actually um know why exactly we put tilak i think some of you know some of the reasons and um, but if somebody asks you why do you put tilak what is the meaning so what do we have to say so today we will try to study that and first of all i would like to give uh, an overview of actually what these things mean because in in hinduism there is a wide different variety of tilaks so we have straight and you know this way and then dot and then different colors as well so what do they all mean so here <coughs> that's the first section we'll just roughly go through that so first of all i'll make this bigger so that you can see it Hmm. You see, I hope you can see that different shapes and names of tilak among Hindus. So it's uh, called by different names by different uh, in different vernacular. So it is called tilak, tilakam, tika, 
நாமம் பொட்டு பொட்டு பிந்தி சிந்தூர் அண்ட் விபூதி திஸ் ஆர் சமோதனை மேபி தேர் ஆர் மோர் மோர் அஸ் வெல் ஸோ வி கால் இட் திலக் அண்ட் இன் சவுத் இண்டியா எஸ்பெஷலி தே கால் இட் மோஸ்ட்லி நாமம் எஸ்பெஷலி த வைஷ்ணவ் திலக் இஸ் கால் நாமம் because we chant the name of krishna while putting it while applying so that's why it's called also namam and then there are in hindus there are different colors of tilaks as well red white orange off white black yellow so um so some people especially those who are not experienced in vaishnava way of life they think especially maybe even foreigners they think wow why why do you have such elaborate design you know you want to stand out or something like that other than the just straight line or just straight line uh, horizontal vertical or something like that you want to have something very far out uh, but no there is a meaning now we will study that we will go to that this is something i got off the internet <laughs> tilak denoting sects so just like in the modern um, urban way of life there are uh, gangsters you know and each gang has a different tattoo you know they also have this kind of oh i belong to this sect or this gang or that you know so they have different tattoos to identify themselves so it is kind of the same um concept but the different sect of worship so there are so many different kinds of worship in the vedic um, culture so according to our modes of material nature that we are influenced by there are different modes of worship and each like uh, for example a devotee of uh, durga he is called shakta shakta or a devotee of uh, shiva is called shaivite shaivite shaiva so like this there are so many worshipers of various demigods and they all are known by their own dresses their own tilak and own their own names and vishnu's devotees are called vaishnavas so in this way we have um, different sects so each like shakta they put red straight you know like that and then they have or sometimes even big red dot something like that so there are so many shapes in fact i did not know there are so many shapes here you see marks denoting different sects now if i try to zoom in you know if i'll be able to do that no or really so you see here you see so much so many different types all kinds of shapes sizes and colors so this is um, this just means like 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 a different tattoo you know like that like different mark it is called uh, pundra in sanskrit it is called pundra pundra means the mark which uh, identifies you as part of a particular uh, worship uh, sect so now we will go to them and there are uh, red white orange off white black and yellow and all these also have meanings like black usually the tantrics those who are practicing tantric and in the mode of ignorance they were they were black tilak 
different shapes and sizes like that and um, orange usually hanuman devotees they wear orange color and red usually shaktas wear red white you know the shivas worshipers the tripundra three lines tilak they were in white color actually it's a bhasma pundra it is uh, made of ash it's a kaudang ash that's what i i understand and sometimes i put yellow is just like uh, another example is uh, uh, just like a woman a woman depending on the kind of bindi she puts uh, by just seeing the bindi the type of bindi she is putting you can know what is her status um when she doesn't put anything she is vidhva like uh, widow when she is you know putting the red bindi and then a red sindoor here then you know she is married or when she is putting black you know sometimes even red sometimes but no sindoor that means she is unmarried virgin you know like that so there are different ways and even the way she parts her hair you know it means different things like what if what is the meaning when she parts on the on the right side on the left side on the in the middle it all means different things i think uh prostitutes they put on the left side or right side or something like that they part the part the hair on one side you know so then you know by looking at that you know she is a prostitute so like that and also the way the place they put the nose ring also you can see left means uh, married right means i think prostitute or something like that so there are there are these different signs so it is not just oh i like to put here i would like it's not like <laughs> there are um, these are all standard things and they mean different things so we have to know these signs you know uh, so that we identify ourselves properly it's not just to show others but to please krishna especially for vaishnavas we please we we have to please krishna so why it is pleasing to krishna we will now um that is actually that that comes later now the next topic is i actually made a rough note so that i have some structure so this is okay i hope you can see that so here you can see these are different vaishnava tilaks now there are four sampradayas so even among vaishnavas by looking at the tilak you know from which sampradaya is coming if we know what they mean so just by looking at the tilak's shape we can identify so this i have gotten it from the internet honestly so there are four sampradayas the brahma sampradaya rudra sampradaya kumar sampradaya and uh, shri sampradaya now in brahma sampradaya the prominent acharya is madhvacharya in uh, vishnu i mean rudra sampradaya the prominent acharya is vishnu swami in kumar sampradaya uh, nimbarka acharya and shri sampradaya ramanuja acharya now uh, gaudiya sampradaya <coughs> uh, sorry madhva sampradaya you see here I, I, i hope you can see 
or should I switch off my camera and just put this as the screen for for a while? I'll just okay. I think that will be easier for you to see now. I will I will come back to the camera after I explain this. So here in the center at the top you have Madhva Sampradaya. You see Madhva Sampradaya. But ours is a branch of Madhva Sampradaya, which is on the left here at the top. It is written here Gaudiya Sampradaya. Gaudiya Sampradaya means the branch of uh, coming from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So after Madhvacharya, there is uh, Vishnu Swami, Nimbarkach, uh, no, sorry, Vishnu Swami. <laughs> no, these are all different <laughs> sampradayas. Uh, we have after Madhvacharya, Vyasadeva, uh, Madhvacharya, Narahari, Akshobhya, Gyanatirtha, Gyanasindhu, like this, we have many. And then finally, we have Madhavendra Puri, Ishwar Puri, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you can see here, they have different shapes. This is the basic form on the left top. And the next one, the Nityananda Parivar, Nityananda Vamsa, they are actually um, a deviation. They think only those people who are coming in the family of Nityananda, whether they are following the principles or not, it doesn't matter. They are, you know, they are, um, they consider themselves Vaishnavas. So, it is actually a, not a pure Sampradaya. And even great Acharyas like Bhaktivinoda Thakur and uh, Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, have spoken against it because they are trying to promote they are trying to promote the, the caste conscious Vaishnavism or oh, we come from Nityananda Parivar, Nityananda Vamsa so we are very exalted just like some people say I am Yadava I am from the family of Krishna or I am a caste I am born Brahmin so I am a born Nityananda's descendant like that Although they don't have qualities of a devotee. So, um, great Acharyas like Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, they have uh, spoken very strongly against uh, such cults um, who have nefarious practices going on and at the same time they consider themselves Vaishnavas and cheat the people. So, that is that is the Nityananda Vamsa. So now, Advaita Acharya Parivar, this is also another deviation. They, it can be deviation or sometimes it need not be because uh, there are three, Advaita Acharya had six sons and six, uh, three of them were his pure followers. They were actually uh, proper and the other three, they actually deviated. So they, they became a deviant group, but the Advaita Acharya's true followers they are, uh, this thing, their tilak is like this, you see, a little shorter, the tulusi part is a little shorter, the below part. And then Narutam Thakur, Parivar. Um, Parivar sometimes uh, does not just be in the family alone. Um, Narutam Das Thakur's lineage, branch of Gaudiya Sampradaya. So they have, you see, the tilak is a little, the, the tulusi part is a little thin thinner than the basic one. Like what we have is the basic one. This is the uh, standard tilak of Gaudiya Sampradaya. But Narutam Das Thakur, and they have a um, slimmer Tulusi part. And then there is Ganga Narayan Chakravarti Parivar. Ganga Narayan Chakravarti is a great devotee of uh, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is actually incarnation of uh, um, Subala, I think. Krishna's pastimes, he was Subala. 
then he became ganga narayan if i am not wrong that's how i remember it so his parivar you see the tulsi part is it's it's actually not pointed it is in fact like that so like this there is vakreshwar pandit and gopal guru parivars there is you know their tilak goes like this and in onto the nose like that and then like that it's a u shape but usually u shape is like that right but this one goes all the way here to the nose and like that u so that is another and then shamananda parivar there is also you see i hope you can see this i'll make it full screen again so here you can see i think these things are blocking the screen okay shamananda parivar you see again this part is comes on the nose and then this is above the nose above the eyebrows and ganga mata parivar you see this is also very long but with a small this thing and this is gopal bhatta parivar it is like something like a sri sampradaya one and a little bit like tilak here and this is ramdas baba parivar i don't know this is bona fide or not i don't know so this is different gaudi vaishnavas and this is ramanandi tilaks this is actually sri sampradaya sri sampradaya tilak is usually like this uh, ramanuja tankala this is the standard sri sampradaya tilak uh, sri is not sri sri sampradaya sri sampradaya is different <laughs> those who worship women they are actually tamogun tamodwaram yoshitam sanghi sangam not stree sampradaya shree sampradaya they are coming from lakshmi goddess lakshmi so ramanujacharya is from there and this is their tilak and nimbarka acharya sampradaya you see actually there is a striking similarity between nimbarka sampradaya and shamananda parivar um, ascetic followers of swami haridas so there you see all these different shapes vishnu swami sampradaya you know like that like that and there is ramanandi tilak ramanandi means they are actually a divent group of sri sampradayam um it can be divent sometime maybe not usually found in the north india they are sri sampradaya followers but in north india uh, they are known as ramanandi many of them are little bit divent some even tend to impersonalism sometimes Uh, but there may be some uh, pure followers then vishnu swami and this is uh, we all know shaivite tilak the tripundra the three lines tilak so all these mean different things so which party you come from like uh, just like political party even political parties you see they have a symbol like uh, i think uh, i think in india we have uh, the bjp i think they have i think like this is that or a lotus or something <laughs> not sure so um, i forgot then uh, so there are different every party has a different symbol like i remember i think um, the communist party has a sickle and uh, uh, i think hammer or something like this there's uh, that sign so and even the who hitler also had a sign swastik he used actually he borrowed from the our swastik and he had actually swastik represents the varnashram system the aryan civilization aryan civilization he thought it was um a race aryan race they call it aryan so <clears throat> so
So Arya is not a race, it's actually a people who follow the Vedic culture. Um, that is Arya. So he thought he is an Aryan race and he used the swastik. And um, if you see in the Buddhist, they have the swastik, the mirror image of a swastik. Usually swastik is like S. You know? It's like S, S for swastik. That is easy to remember. Sometimes even devotees sometimes are not sure which way. It is like this or is it like this? Is it like a Z or is it like an S? So the easiest way to remember, uh, the easiest way I remember is S for swastik. So it's S and a horizontal S. But the Buddhists, they have like Z. So it is to represent that they actually are against the Varnashram system. They have re- reject, just like Buddha. Nindasi yajna vidhe rahaha shruti jatam. He has uh, given up the Vedic, um, the Vedas. Nindasi yajna vidhe rahaha shruti jatam. So, he has given up the Vedic path because they were misusing. So, for um, saving them from such misuse of Vedas, he rejected the Vedas. So, there is no Varnashram in that, Buddhism. So, there is no Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra. So, that's why it is in the opposite direction. So, once I was outside a Buddhist temple, we were actually collecting some funds. And one uh, tourist, she was from, I think, uh, America or Europe, I don't know where. So then she came to the Buddhist temple there and then she saw the uh, mirror image of swastik. But she couldn't make the difference. She thought it was a swastik and she thought, hey, why why are they having this uh, Hitler sign here? Are they Nazis or something? Are they are they cruel? <laughs> no, no, no. This is, uh, then I explained to her what is, uh, what is uh, swastik a little bit. So she kind of understood. So, so every, so these symbols... Uh, they mean different things. So, that's why we have to know that as uh, by putting this tilak, we are representing uh, Vishnu worship and in its pure form. We are not, you know, some sect who are like deviant or something like that. We are Vishnu's servants uh, in, in its pure form. We are following that. Of course, we should follow. We will come to that because if we don't follow and just put the tilak and our behavior is not like a Vaishnav, then that is not good. So, like that. So, different Vaishnava Tilaks uh, denote different Sampradayas. Now, what is the meaning and significance of a Tilak? In fact, if you can see here on the screen, I what is showing now? Okay. If you see here on the screen, there are many questions that I, these are topics that I wanted to cover. But, I found one place where all this was answered. So, um, that is in the Chaitanya Bhagavat. There is a there is a purport which which actually quotes from the Padma Purana different Puranas and uh, the importance and of tilak how to put tilak everything all the questions that I wrote here almost completely answered in that so I think we will go through that that is here meaning and significance of tilak so meaning so first of all to understand the meaning what is actually this what is what does it mean why this why this shape so the two the two lines represent the two lotus feet of Krishna, and this um, the below this tulasi leaf shaped part that is denotes the tulasi leaf. So we usually we offer tulasi at the lotus feet of Krishna, and that's how we become dasanudas of Krishna. So because tulasi is a great servant of Krishna, and she is very dear to him, 
and by offering her leaf to him uh, we gain some out by tulasi maharani's um, mercy we get some chance to serve krishna even offering of krishna when we offer the bhog to krishna we have to put tulasi leaf on each item because there is no there is no need for krishna to eat our food how much devotion we make also it cannot match tulasi maharani's devotion or radharani's devotion all the gopis there are innumerable lakshmis serving him we can never match but if there is tulasi then krishna cannot reject so we are kind of blackmailing him you know <laughs> please take this food you know because tulasi maharani you cannot refuse so you know he has to take so kind of of course we have to offer through the spiritual master also we cannot directly offer anything to krishna that's first thing we have to understand you know we cannot offer food to krishna directly we have to go through the spiritual master the spiritual master can offer anything to krishna because he is intimately connected with krishna just like if you want to uh, give a gift to the vip maybe a prime minister of some country comes and you want to give him something he will not take it directly his secretary will take it his secretary will give him so you have to give the secretary of krishna everything and he will offer to krishna that is the whole idea that's why even our offering mantras we first chant the prabhupad's mantra then chaitanya mahaprabhu's mantra then krishna's mantra we don't just directly chant krishna's mantra and expect him to accept no he will not accept like that krishna says um, whoever thinks he is my devotee i don't consider him my devotee who is a devotee of my devotee then yes he is my actual devotee so we we are representing ourselves by putting a krishna's two lotus feet we are saying that um, i am your servant and not only on 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 the head on the forehead but also in 12 places 12 places and this is also means protection for the body uh, so this means that this body is a temple of krishna and doesn't mean that now i am i'm a, a big temple and i'm you know I'm big time no <laughs> that means this temp- what is a temple for a temple is meant to glorify the lord that is a temple yatra gayanti mad bhakta tatra tishthame narada so wherever krishna is glorified that is a temple now this body has similarly to be used for krishna's glorification tan man dhan you know they say by body by words by you know by our wealth uh, by our mind everything kayena vacha manasendriya irva buddhyatmana va anusrita swabhavat see there is explained in the 11th canto kayena vacha manasendriyairva buddhyatmanavanusruta swabhavat karoti yadyat sakalam parasmai narayanaye tisamarpayetat so you see in accordance with the particular nature one has acquired in conditioned life whatever one does with body words mind senses intelligence or purified consciousness one should offer to the supreme thinking this is for the pleasure of narayan lord narayana so whatever we do with our body words mind senses intelligence or purified consciousness we have to offer it to krishna thinking this is for the pleasure of narayan so that should be 
the meaning that I am adorning my tilak, my body with tilak, that means this body is a temple of Lord Vishnu. So, it should be used for Krishna's glorification. Now, if this means the two lotus feet of Krishna, and this means the tulasi, and it means that I am a servant of Krishna, then why is Krishna having tilak? <laughs> that is the next question. Why does Krishna have tilak then? Um, Krishna has tilak because Krishna puts his devotee's feet on his head. That is the meaning of Krishna's tilak. Just as much as um, we want to become his servant, Krishna wants to become servant of his devotees. So, sadhavo hridayam mahyam, sadhunam hridayam tvaham, madanyatena jananti, naham tebhyo managapi. In the 9468 of Bhagavatam, there is this beautiful verse. So, Krishna, if you see this uh, painting here, is Partha Sarathi. So, the Lord has become the servant of Arjuna. He has become a driver for Arjuna. Let's see if my camera angle is still okay. <laughs> okay. So, the Lord has become a driver for Arjuna. He has become a servant. Not only his um, driver, he has also become his messenger. He has become the messenger of the Pandavas, like a dut, like Hanuman. He considers himself Rama Dut Hanuman. He is just a menial servant of Ram. So, like that, Krishna became Pandavas Dut, he, the, the menial servant of the Pandavas. So, this verse says, uh, actually, the number is showing wrong again, as usual. So, it actually is in Kanto 9, Chapter 4, Text 68. <clears throat> the pure devotee is always within the core of my heart and I am always in the heart of the pure devotee. My devotees do not know anything else but me and I do not know anything else but them. So, in this way, there is a very intimate relationship between the devotees and Krishna. So, we have an example in the Krishna Leela where Krishna, he took the shoes of Nanda Maharaj, as a small boy, as a very small boy, um, as a like two-year-old boy, uh, he brought, he, he carried the shoes of Nanda Maharaj on his head and brought them to his father to, for him to wear. So, although this looks like a, you know, cute uh, child's uh, activity, but actually it has great meaning. Uh, just, so, it, it is actually the meaning of his tilak. Uh, he keeps the feet of his devotee on his head. Uh, so, therefore, he has his own tilak. So, that is the meaning of Krishna's tilak. And what is the material of tilak? What is it made of? Mm. So, some people say it is made of chandan, that is uh, sandalwood. <clears throat> uh, tilak can be made of chandan, but actually for, um, for, uh, for the devotees especially, the tilak is usually made of clay, brought by, in fact, that purport which I said has everything, it has the material, everything also. So, it, ha, it, it is taken from the clay of the uh, rivers which are washing Krishna's lotus feet, like Ganga or, you know, um, there are different places, especially in India, where one can take the clay for the tilak. And depending on where you take from, the color of the tilak is different, like Radha Kund tilak is different, like it is black in color. 
whereas the normal tilak is usually the clay from dwaraka hmm. underneath the water so like that okay so next uh, here in the significance part uh, okay i will i will read this one this is the one i said the chaitanya bhagavat adikhanda 15.108 purport has all the information of everything we will read that the whole thing but before that we will read this so actually there are innumerable references in fact when i was trying to enumerate them it is just way too many i mean there are so much evidence in the shastras why and uh, why a devotee should put tilak so if if you have the veda base and it is free to download anyway uh, you can actually search the word tilak and you will find so many references like why and where so this is just one of those references chaitanya charitamrita madhya lila chapter 1 text 208 in the purport it is quoted uh, from the padma purana uttarakhanda shankha chakrad urdhva pundra urdh urdhva pundra is our tilak name urdhva means above like uh, vertical pundra means mark so urdhva pundra ours is vertical mark vaishnav tilak whereas this is called tripundra the three line tilak shankha chakradi urdhva pundra dharana dhyatma lakshanam tannama karanam chaiva vaishnavatvam mihochyate after initiation the disciple's name must be changed to indicate that he is a servant of lord vishnu you see that is why we have our names changed uh-huh. the disciple should also immediately begin marking his body with tilak urdhva pundra especially his forehead these are spiritual marks symptoms of a perfect vaishnava this is a verse from the padma purana uttarakhand a member of the sahajiya sampradaya does not change his name they are these are actually deviant sampradayas they are so called vaishnavas but they have many deviant practices so they don't change their name one of the deviant practices they don't change their name and they have much more serious deviant practices like you know we will we will come to one song of uh, bhaktivinoda thakur where he enumerates different qualities of these uh, cheating vaishnavas so as to distinguish them from the real vaishnavas um so a member of the sahajiya sampradaya does not change his name therefore he cannot be accepted as a gaudiya vaishnava if a person does not change his name after initiation it is to be understood that he will continue in his bodily conception of life so now this is a very important thing among devotees i have seen that many devotees even after getting initiated they introduce themselves using their karmi name that is not to be done uh, unless of course especially if it is some official purpose where your passport name you know has to be used or something like that that's another thing but uh, among devotees or even among when you are preaching you should always um, you know uh, uh, tell your initiated name so and so das <clears throat> nowadays it is a fashion among iskon devotees i have seen that they put so and so das and then bsc uh, mtech something like that some designation no sarvopadi vinirmuktam we have to remove all this designation and another thing i have seen among western devotees they say like madhav das for example madhav das i'm just if anybody is madhav das i think i think there is one madhav prabhu who is watching this uh, <laughs> uh, no offense to you it's not meaning you so if there is madhav das and then um uh, they put their own english surname like they put madhav da- madhava um say peter for example just i'm just making it up uh, 
So Madhava Peter. So to show that I am a white devotee. <laughs> so this is very dangerous because you know why? If a person does not change his name after initiation, it is to be understood that he will continue in his bodily conception of life. So we should not introduce ourselves as uh, with our karmi names. Uh, this is very important. Uh, the, the reason why the name is changed is because our original name which is given when we are born, it indicates certain bodily conception because uh, our family name is there or our father's name. and. So, and then we have our own given names. So, it actually means something that, okay, I belong to this family, I belong to this father and mother, these are my parents, this, this is bodily concept. So, we are identifying with this country, with this place, with this family. So, this is how it, our bodily identification is there. But because the soul has nothing to do with these identifications, it is only Krishna's servant. Jivera Swarup hoy Krishnera Nitya Das, Krishna's eternal servant. The soul has no other designation. So therefore, when we get initiated, we get names like Krishna Das, Govind Das, Madhav Das, uh, Narayan Das. So these, it, it, uh, or sometimes devotees like Subala Das, like my name is Tattvavit Das. Tattvavit is actually one who knows the science of the absolute truth. So that is actually the Guru, the Srila Prabhupada in our case. So every Acharya, they are actually the real um, Tattvavit. So, I am Tattvavid Das. I am a servant of the devotee who is a servant of Krishna. So, servant of the servant of Krishna. So, in this way, the, the name is given. So, that our identification comes to the point of I am a servant of Krishna. But if we again add back all these mundane identifications, oh, I am a BSC B, B, uh, or law, something like that, all these doctor, uh, doctor um, Madhav Das. I'm, I'm, somehow, I am just... Um, attacking Madhav. <laughs> I'm not against any Madhav. <laughs> so, uh, doctor. So, all these, um, you know, these designations we should not put. Uh, this is very important. Very important lesson to learn for all Vaishnavas. Hmm. So, this is one. We will come back and uh, read this, uh, this Chaitanya Bhagavat one, which is very nice. Uh, why Krishna also has Tilak, I have already explained. Why especially the three-line Shaivite Tilak is an offence in a Vishnu temple? So, in the Nectar of Devotion, it is stated, um, I have actually not taken that out, I have not given that reference here, but in the Nectar of Devotion, it is stated one of the offences. There are, you might know the ten offences against the chanting of the holy name. That is Nama Aparad. So, that, like this, there are lists of Seva Aparad, there is a list of Dham Aparad, there is a list of uh, Vaishnava Aparad. Uh, so many Aparads we have to avoid. Aparad means offence. So, so many types of offences we need to avoid as devotees. So, one of the offences is to come to a Vishnu temple with Tripundra. That is an offence. Hmm. So, this is not to be done. So, in fact, uh, Vishnu Swami Sampradaya, we have seen, they also have a Tilak. They are actually coming from Rudra Sampradaya, which is coming from Lord Shiva. But they don't have this one. They have this. So, it is very important, therefore, to understand um, that even the followers of Lord Shiva, who are actually, not followers of Lord Shiva, followers of Lord Shiva's, uh, in the sense that taking him as a Vaishnava, Guru. Uh, but those who worship Lord Shiva as a demigod for material benefits, uh, they do this, they put like this. In fact, 
myself i was uh, i am born in a brahmin family and smart brahmanas so even i was actually um, doing because i got um, upanayana samskar so i went i had the sacred thread ceremony when i was 10 years old and then i was doing sandhya vandana so three times a day we have to do but you know honestly we were not doing three times a day maybe once a day or twice a day like that morning and evening sometimes only morning so when we were doing that so one of them is tilak dharan so we have to put the tilak and in fact looking back in hindsight you know what i was doing the the <laughs> you know how we put tilak we we make the vibhuti and you know we make this thing and paste and then we put the three fingers om keshavaya namaha om narayana namaha we are chanting vishnu's names and putting this tilak so they are actually the, the real the real religious system is to actually worship vishnu the mantras all actually ask us to worship vishnu but these are all you know different um deviations in this in in in, in that sense because krishna also disapproves of uh worshiping the demigods in the bhagavad gita it is not that we disrespect them we have the greatest respect which a vaishnava should always in fact one of the offenses it is also enumerated in the uh, nectar of devotion is one of the offenses is to disrespect the demigods we should never disrespect them we should know that they are very very exalted devotees we are nothing before them you know how much big responsible service they are doing but at the same time we cannot worship them because uh, they cannot they, it, our re- eternal relationship is not with them they themselves are conditioned souls conditioned souls like us uh, they are only occupying different posts now if if you want you can also become ganesh it is a post if we become qualified you can you can become indra if you want so there is a procedure how to be even brahma you can become there is a procedure uh, so if you follow the varnashram system perfectly for 100 lives continuously so that means if you are a vaishya fully follow the vaishya vaishya regulations without a mistake and then shudra if you are a shudra then follow the shudra regulations without a mistake if you are a brahmana follow the brahmana kshatriya follow the kshatriya like that for 100 lifetimes whichever varna you are in if you follow 100% without a mistake you can become brahma that that is stated in the bhagavatam in the i think uh, second canto so this is not a this is not a um, myth or this is not some story i'm telling so you can actually become one of the demigods it is a post just like um, like for example in india we have narendra modi he was actually a chai wala he was uh, selling tea but then he became qualified and became now prime minister so anybody from any background if they qualify themselves they can become a demigod so our eternal relationship is not with any of ekale ishwar krishna ar sabhratya so only one master and that is krishna and everybody nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam eko bahunam yo vidadhati kaman krishna alone is supplying their wants and needs for everyone else so it is to him that we have our it is with him that we have our eternal relationship jivar swarup our constitutional position is to be servant of krishna nothing else so therefore we have to worship krishna alone maam ekam sharanam vraja krishna is saying maam ekam ekam means alone he is not saying maam sharanam vraja and ganesh sharanam vraja and shiva sharanam vraja durga sharanam vraja murugan sharanam vraja no he is not saying like that in fact he said yepi anya devata bhakta yad yajante shraddhayanvita tepi maameva kaunteya yajanti avidhipurvakam he saying 
because some people even hindu sometimes get angry with uh, hari krishna devotees they say oh you are you know uh, you are uh, not respecting no it is not like that hmm. you see ap anya devata bhakta this is chapter 9 text 23 of bhagavad gita ap anya devata bhakta yajante shraddhayanvita teepi maameva kaunteya yajanti hi avidipurvakam those who are devotees of other gods and who worship them with faith actually worship only me or son of kunti but they do so in a wrong way because the demigods are different parts and parcels of krishna's personality hmm? that is explained therefore in another place in the bhagavatam so you see in the fourth canto 31st chapter verse 14 that means 4.31.14 We have ृपयतेजोपाखाणोपहाराचयथेन्द्रियाणाथवाहणमच्युतेजाजोरिंग वाटर ऑन द रूट ऑफ अ ट्री एनर्जाइजेस द ट्रंक ब्रांचेस ट्विग्स एंड एवरीथिंग एल्स and as supplying food to the stomach and livens the senses and limbs of the body simply worshiping the supreme personality of godhead through devotional service automatically satisfies the demigods who are parts of that supreme personality uh, this is why we have to worship only krishna so coming back to the point of tilak um, so that is the reason why we can't put tripundra and come to vishnu temple it is an offense <coughs> so now why do devotees chant particular names of vishnu and why should we apply the tilak at specific places why we like there are 12 places a devotee puts tilak on so that is the uh, forehead and then there is uh, at, on the stomach just above the navel so the tulasi part should not actually touch the navel just above the navel so there is a second one and in the chest right in the middle of the two breasts so there is a third then the fourth at the throat and then fifth and then sixth seventh eighth ninth tenth eleventh and twelfth and the remaining you have to put on the shikha so now if you see one second just put this so if you see why we sh- why we put at these specific places and why we chant om keshavaya namaha om narayana namaha so this is the shastrik okay this is the chart gopichandan arthilak maybe you have seen this before many devotees i see they only put tilak when they come to temple they don't put tilak anywhere else even devotees um, no this is not to show to the devotees in the temple no this this should be our lifestyle see when we are practicing vaishnavism this should be our lifestyle every time we bathe we have to immediately put tilak first hmm so gopi chandan or tilak so you see all the different places are mentioned here even with numbering om keshavaya namaha forehead om narayanaaya namaha stomach I'll just put the full screen so that you can easily see it. So you see, 
on the forehead om keshavaya namaha and the stomach number 2 here you see number 2 om narayanaya namaha and chest om madhavaya namaha for om govindaya namaha hollow of the throat the hollow of the throat hmm? om vishnavaya namaha right side we and we have to put in this order we cannot change we cannot put in our own order we have to put in this same order now we cannot put first in the on the forehead or first maybe back and then maybe second maybe on the side no we cannot <laughs> change like that we have to put in this same exact order so om vishnave namaha right side here five you see on the stomach on the torso but on the right side and om madhusudana namaha on the right side on the arm and then right side shoulder in the om trivikrama namaha om vamana namaha it's eighth that is on the left side torso uh then om shridharaya namaha on the left arm om rishikeshaya namaha on the left shoulder om padmanabhaya namaha upper back here 11 the back and om damodaraya namaha lower back and then om vasudevaya namaha this some people i see it is actually at the tilak i mean at the sorry at the shikha but sometimes they put i see some devotees put some one same like this tilak shape here also <laughs> that is not to be done just the reminder of whatever is remaining we have to put behind so why we have to do like this there is shastric evidence so this is found um in the actually i think padma puran in the padma puran it is found actually in fact in that that big purport i said which has everything it has more than this also so anyway this is chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila chapter 20 text 202 dwadash tilak mantra ei dwadash naam achamane ei naam ei naame sparshitat tat sthana you see translation when putting the 12 tilak marks on the 12 places of the body one has to chant the mantra consisting of this 12 vishnu names also when one anoints the different parts of the body with water these names should be chanted as one touches each part of the body now in the purport it is said while marking the body with tilak one should chant the following mantra which consists of 12 names of lord vishnu so actually this mantra should be also learned by devotees yes rishikam ललाटे केशव ध्यायेन्ारायणमथोदरे वक्षस्थले माधव तो गोविंद कंठकूपके डू यू अंडरस्टैंड संस्कृत वर्डिंग्स दिस इज द रीजन वाई द डिफरेंट ललाटे केशव ध्याय मीन ललाट मीन फोर हेड ललाटे केशव ध्यायेन ओम केशवा नम सो ध्यायेन मीन वी मस्ट रिमेंबर द लॉर्ड केशव एंड नारायणम अथोदरे and the stomach narayanam we have to hear remember narayana actually how to remember uh, keshava narayana uh, madhava govinda they are actually the chaturbhuj four handed form of vishnu they have shankha chakra gada padma in each of these hands so shankha means conchal chakra means the disc the chakra and then uh, gada means the club the mace and padma means the lotus flower so the lotus flower the padma and the shankha is to bless the devotees just like when dhruv maharaj saw the lord the lord touched his head with a shankha 
So, the Shankha and Padma is to bless the devotees and the Chakra and Gada is to chastise the non-devotees. Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya cha dushkritam. So, these, uh, so the four um, things that, the four items that Lord Vishnu holds have meaning. Everything has meaning, you know, don't think the fashion, you know, just like a you know, good fashion. You know. No, it's <laughs> everything Krishna has purpose, uh, not whimsical. So, now, um, there are 24 different combinations, like sometimes the, the Gada is held in the right top hand and the Chakra is here and then the, um, Shankha and Padma are here and sometimes Shankha here, Gada here, Padma here, Chakra here, like this. Depending on where this, um, the items are hold, held by the Lord, He has different name. So, there are actually 24 names. We only chant the first 12 of them when we are putting Tilak. Um, even Achaman time, we have to only, we only, the short Achaman is just three names, Om Keshavanamaha, Om Naranamaha, Om Madhavanamaha and then Om Govindanamaha and we wash the hands. But then we have to actually chant this whole 24 names. And even I was chanting when I was <coughs> 10 year old boy when I was doing the Sandhya Vandanam. So, we were used to chant the whole 24 names, all of Krishna, although we were putting this tilak and all, but we were still chanting Krishna's name. So, now, Lalate Keshavam Dhyayan Narayana Mathodare Vakshahasthale in the chest area, Madhavamtu, Govindam Kantha Kupake, Kantha, Kupake, Kupake means the hollow, Kupa, Kupa means the well, you know, hollow. So, Kantha Kupake at the hollow of the throat, Govindam. Vishnum cha dakshine kukshav, on the right, um, Vishnu, Bahau, on the right again, on the hand, Madhusudanam, Trivikramam kandhare, kandhare means shoulder, kandhare to Vamanam Vama Parshvake, Vama means on the left side, Parshvake on the uh, left torso, then Sridharam Vama Bahau to Sridharam Vama Bahau, Vama Bahau means left arm here. Shridharam, Rishi Kesham to Kandhare, left. Prishthe on the back is Padmanabham and Katyam. Katyam means on the lower back, we have Damodara. So, in this way, we have to remember the 12 different names of Vishnu. Now, when one marks the forehead with Tilak, he must remember Keshava. So, when all this, the whole translation is there, we have already gone through that. This is from the reference of Madhya chapter 20, text 202. And this is the chart, you can use this. Maybe in the um, um, comment section of this video, I will leave a link to this particular page, which I have prepared and I will share it in the comment section, so that you can have it as a reference. Okay, Tilak reference page. I have put a, I have put a, this thing, reference page and, and if every devotee who is watching this, I think my camera, what happened? Hmm. Oh, I don't know what I am doing now. Okay, one second, let's give me some time. Yeah. Mm. 
I've just messed up with the <laughs> placement of this. Okay. Okay, I think that's all right now. Okay. So now, <clears throat> so this is the Shastric evidence. This is taken from I think Padma Puran. I will I will get the exact source in a while for you. It is also mentioned here also. And then avoiding mal practices in putting tilak. Um, basically, uh, sometimes devotees just do shortcut. Just put forehead and here because this is where devotees see. Inside whether I put or not, devotee is not going to see anyway. So I'll just put here and here. No, don't do like that. <laughs> then you have a shortcut of protection. You know, you want protection, Krishna's protection all throughout. Even Krishna was when he was attacked by Putana when he was a small baby. Yashoda, Mother Yashoda, she actually put tilak for him in all the twelve places using cow dung and uh, water. She put for him tilak for protection, and she bathed him in cow urine and then. Um, you know, uh, take the cow tail and then, you know, egg, uh, of course, cow is there, she did not cut the tail, don't get it any wrong. So, she, you know, around Krishna's head, she, you know, circled the cow's tail. So, in this way, it's very auspicious. Cow is very auspicious. And of course, the point is the tilak. So, she put tilak for him also, for protection, for protecting him. So, we are asking for Krishna's protection to protect us, not only from uh, some danger, physical danger, but also from the influence of Maya, which is all around us. So therefore, this tilak is all around, from the side, on the side, in the front, and this side, and the back, everything. So the Maya is everywhere. Uh, of course, below the waist, it is not put because it is considered disrespect to put on the thighs and all. It is not, or the legs and all. This is not to be done. So, but this is how we have to put the tilak. So this is protection. So don't. Uh, save your tilak uh, bar you know and put or just put shortcut no do the whole thing properly and all the 12 names uh, how how difficult it is to remember 12 names i mean you have 12 friends you remember their names right so why can't it be why can it be so difficult so these are malpractices like all these shortcuts and <laughs> distracted in the mirror while, while putting tilak okay so while putting tilak and we we, we we forget and we think our face and then we, we are, you know, we are distracted by that. So, again, we have to remember, this is a transcendental makeup for devotees. Tilak is a, like a transcendental makeup for devotees. Uh, just like the materialists, they, you know, put all kinds of, uh, you know, foundation and then some powder and then I don't know, whatever they put, different, different layers of makeup until you completely, do. the face looks totally different from what it was. So, for the devotees, the tilak is the very nice uh, makeup. Actually, it is one makeup which is just enough. Mm. So, Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur example, um, of course, his example is uh, very unique. Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati Thakur, he never used a mirror when putting tilak because he said, mirror means maya. Then I will get lost in my looking at my face rather than instead of putting on tilak, I, I just look at my face and my hairstyle nice or not, you know, like <laughs> that's why there's no hairstyle. We have um, what is that? Matha Neda. Neda means just uh, the bald head. <laughs> so, 
of course the, um, uh, ladies they don't have bald head but still of course we have to comb our hair nicely for ladies they have to comb their hair nicely and tie it in a braid but then again that's why we should not get too much into the hairstyles hair coloring and all this we should we have to avoid as much as possible to get too much attached to the body mm. so we have to put and bhaktisiddhanta thakur never he showed example very unique example where he never used a mirror he just put without looking at mirror and it was straight every time so expert um of course we, i don't say that everybody should stop using mirror no um but that was example so that we know the glory of bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur now i will actually now at this point i will go through that long purport which has all the information about tilak okay this one so i will read so this is chaitanya bhagavat adikhanda 15th chapter text 108 in the purport it is mentioned this book chaitanya bhagavat was not exactly written by shri prabhupad but in shri prabhupad's books as well you will find all these things in different different places but just that in this purport everything was in one place so therefore i just chose this mm-hmm. oh this is making it okay i hope you can see this wait mm okay now we can see more clearly i think let's see mm. now the word tilak refers to when a person is initiated as a vaishnava marks 12 parts of his body above the waist his forehead stomach chest throat right waist right arm right shoulder left waist left arm left shoulder upper back and lower back as temples of hari or urdhvapundra two vertical lines the forehead is one of these 12 places in the narada puran it is stated a vaishnava who marks his forehead with urdhvapundra immediately purifies the entire world don't go around thinking that no now i'm putting this and i will purify the entire world it is stated here of course this refers to the uttama vaishnava uttama adhikari vaishnava who can actually purify the world by his uh, <laughs> empowerment krishna shakti vina nahe tar pravartan we have to have krishna's empowerment also but it is encouraged everybody is encouraged to put the urdhvapundra because it reminds everyone of krishna anybody who sees you with tilak oh these are hari krishna so in that way they think about krishna you see that's purification for them what am i doing oh sorry sorry in the narada puran it is stated a vaishnava who marks his forehead with urdhvapundra immediately purifies the entire world the devotees of vishnu always apply urdhvapundra or tilak and the devotees of shiva who are averse to devotional service to vishnu apply tripundra or three lines you see they are averse to devotional service to vishnu there are many instances in the history where uh the uh, the shaivite kings they harassed uh, vaishnava acharyas vaishnava devotees very very badly in fact ramanuja acharya's uh, close associate uh, his his eyes were plucked out just because he was a vaishnava um so many atrocities have been done in the past now of course it is not so intense but um, so they put they put the tripundra or three shastrik injunction is that a king <laughs> this is quite uh, hilarious 
the shastric injunction is that a king should take the initiated twice born who does not wear tilak sit him backwards on an ass and have him driven out of town <laughs> what kind of shastric injunction is this i don't know it's very funny but uh, i mean this is the real shastric injunction <laughs> the king has to you know sit him backwards not even forwards <laughs> not even forwards he has to sit backwards on an ass <laughs> on an ass and have him <laughs> driven out of town <laughs> Therefore, every initiated Vaishnava must wear, must always wear tilak. That is why the Lord, who is Jagat Guru, the teacher of everyone, gave um, such instructions in his childhood pastimes. Actually, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is very interesting. Um, how Chaitanya Mah- why this this purport is here in Chaitanya Bhagavata Adikanda is because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in a, as a boy. He used to. Uh, make fun of and humiliate those Vaishnavas who are, you know, who don't mark their body properly with tilak or who never did their morning worship properly. He used to just condemn them so much, badly humiliate them in front of everyone that they will have to go back and better correct their actions, otherwise, they will receive bad humiliation from this boy. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to do that as a naughty boy in his young days. I will go to, I will maybe read about three, four. Um, Verses from, I think I will go there first, you know, I will just show it to you so that you get an idea of why. The Lord was teaching from his young days, he was teaching in various ways. At that time, he was an, as a naughty boy, he was teaching. Hmm. I, not this. Oh, sorry, wait, one second, huh? Okay, I'll quickly show you this. Hmm. Okay, this is the one. Okay. During this period, sometimes by chance, a student would forget to mark his forehead with tilak. So, what the Lord used to do? So, that is the purport. Actually, this is the purport to that verse. All this whole thing. So, we will read that whole thing. Um, okay, the next verse, you see. As Sanatan Dharma himself, the Lord establishes the principles of religion. In order to protect people's religious principles, he would not tolerate any transgression as a boy. You see what he does. The very moment such a delinquent appeared, <laughs> if Chetan Mahaprabhu was, he was a young boy, okay, naughty boy, and delinquent, <laughs> somebody when he did not, somebody who does not follow religious principles, like maybe he would not, did not put tilak, or he did not, you know, uh, did his morning, do his morning prayers. So it is said that the very moment such a delinquent appeared before him, the Lord would put him to such shame that he would never again come without first completing his morning worship. That means the Mangalarti. You know, if you miss, you know, he would be so humiliate him like anything that he would better come for Mangalarti, otherwise he will be humiliated for like, like anything. So, now you see how he humiliates. Now, the Lord, the Lord would say like this, Oh brother, why I do not see any tilak on your forehead? What is your explanation? <laughs> you know, what is your explanation? <laughs> 
the vedas say that if a brahman's forehead is not decorated with tilak it is as good as a crematorium he will humiliate him i mean straight he will tell straight on the face i can understand that you have not performed your daily worship therefore dear brother your morning has become fruitless instead of saying when he sees somebody saying good morning he say your morning has become uh, you know worst you have had a worst morning because you never did worship in the morning you never did your mangalarti you never put tilak you never bathed properly your morning is a bad morning you know <laughs> this is how chetan mahaprabhu used to wish everybody <laughs> who did not follow go back home and perform your morning duties again then you may return to study <laughs> you see how he was so harsh you know so straight forward in this way all the lord students were conscient conscientious about performing their religious duties they were very very uh, alert that they would never miss anything because they would be humiliated by this boy uh, lord students actually he was um, like you know teenager like that he was already having students he was a very accomplished scholar nimay pandit so but this was his behavior he was very very uh, um, uh, severe against the you know deviant practices <laughs> so in a fun way he was he used to actually make them do everything properly so this is this purport is to that verse where some sometimes they don't put tilak properly then he will chastise them like anything hmm. and not only his students he used to anybody anybody who was you know was not following properly he will he will make fun of them so now so the shastra <laughs> the shastra says that a king shastrik injunction is that a king should take the initiated twice born who does not wear tilak sit him backwards on an ass and have him driven out of town therefore every initiated vaishnava must wear tilak that is why the lord who is jagat guru the teacher of everyone gave such instructions in his childhood pastimes if one wants to worship lord vishnu then he must accept the five sanskaras related to initiation generally a twice born undergoes 10 10 kinds of sanskaras those who are lower than the twice born undergo 15 types of sanskaras to become vaishnavas just as a brahmana is obliged to maintain a pure brahman thread an initiated vaishnava is obliged to maintain shikha brahman thread tilak and mala for a description on how to apply tilak one should refer to hari bhakti vilas in the, it is stated in the padma purana uttarakhanda uh, this is we have already studied the uh, lalata keshavam dhyay and all these different parts but there is another part which was not quoted in that purport here it is katyam damodaram nashet nasyat means uh, at the back of the lower back damodar after that what has to be done with the rest of the tilak tat prakshalena toyantu toyam means water tat prakshalena toyam the, the remaining water that tat prakshalena toyantu vasudevaya murdhani murdhani means on the top of the head uh, at the tilak area urdhopundram lalate tu sarvesham prathamam smritam first should be the 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 urdhopundra on the forehead lalatadi kramenaiva dharayantu vidhiyate so we have to put all these tilaks in the particular order in the same order that was mentioned kramenaiva kramenaiva means in the same order we should not oh first this one and then this one and then this one and then this one not anyhow you know so like that we have to uh, mark our body sorry this mic is a bit hmm. okay so we have already so this is the remaining part after all the tilak is done then one should wash with water and remember vasudev while wiping the hand on the head one should put on tilak on the forehead first this is the rule then one should put on tilak according to the above mentioned procedure 
the lord has stated in padma puran my devotees always put on tilak which destroys all kinds of fear next if one does not decorate his body with tilak he will incur sin hmm incur sin so see devotees it is very important to uh, put on tilak if you don't put tilak it will be incur sin so there is uh, i think you all know the story uh, briefly i will tell so it is happened in calcutta i think prabhupad told uh, he told the story that in one factory there were many workers who were you know all hindus so the owner of the factory also was a hindu so every day the hindu workers would put different different kind of tilak you know hindus they have all kind of shapes sizes colors and everything so according to their particular uh, religious uh, belief they used to put their tilak and come to the factory so one day the hindu owner he sold it to the Mus- to a muslim guy so this muslim man uh, he came he saw all these different people in the assembly in the morning there is assembly all workers all stand and he saw everybody from tomorrow all this this different marks on the head must be gone all of you take out so um, next day he next day he saw oh everybody has taken out good but this one man he he did not take out then he said you can put this he was having vaishnav tilak but he did not take out even after his boss asked him to take out then he said oh you, okay do good only you can keep others all cannot keep because you are serious you see even muslim man you see so sometimes we think you know our boss won't allow or you know we haven't tried maybe our boss won't, won't allow maybe but we can try and go first try and do it first you know so we should try and you know and usually nowadays it is uh, you know they don't try to uh, just like you know malays for example we see in singapore the muslims they wear their dress their uh, the ladies especially they wear their dress you know they are um, what is it called tudong they cover their head and all that so it is accepted as a as a as a, as a normal thing right and even the sikh they can wear their turban so why because they stood for their religion but the the moment we don't stand for our religion for our our practices and nobody takes us seriously because we don't take our own thing seriously so we have to be serious so we everybody i i urge all devotees to try and wear put on tilak so in cases where it cannot be done at all then one should still put a water tilak all the 12 places om keshavanam with water alone one should put tilak all the time we should never uh, go without tilak there is not good so it is stated by narad muni in padma puran if one performs sacrifice gives in charity undergoes austerity studies the vedas or offers oblations to the forefathers without without putting on tilak then all these activities will be useless if a person does not decorate his body with tilak he is not to be seen because his body is as impure as a crematorium this is in the padma puran so this is what chaitanya mahaprabhu was quoting also um, you see if somebody doesn't put tilak he he should not be seen like that <laughs> we cannot see anybody you know so basically there is a point we should not associate with non devotees of course to the to the necessity it is there but mostly we should not associate with them closely intimately especially it is mentioned in the aditya puran a king should put a fallen brahmana whose body is devoid of vaishnava marks of tilak conch and chakra on the back of a donkey and drive him out of his kingdom <laughs> again the same thing aditya puran also mentions <laughs> narada puran i think narada puran in the beginning and now in the aditya puran 
A king should put a fallen Brahmana whose body is devoid of Vaishnava marks of Tilak, Conch and Chakra on the back of a donkey and drive him out of his kingdom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is stated in Padma Puran Uttarakhanda, a, pers- <laughs> a person who performs any activity by, like worshipping deities without putting on Tilak achieves no benefit. We do deity worship without Tilak, no benefit. There is no doubt about it, you see. Padma Puran is saying, no doubt about it. Know for certain that a person who performs Sandhya without wearing Tilak is simply demoniac and surely goes to hell. You see? Hmm. Prohibition for wearing crooked or three-line Tilak. We should not wear the Tilak crooked, you know, like that, like that, you know. We have to put straight. We have to put it straight. You see? Um, and also not three-line Tilak. Uh, it is stated in the Padma Puran Uttarakhanda. A person who wears three-line tilak instead of Vaishnava tilak is the lowest of men. Some people may not like it, but I mean, these are just the statements of Shastra. So, because of breaking the rules of marking tilak on the body, which is the abode of Lord Vishnu. So, this we have to, we have to know. The body is not anybody... Just because one is a Shakta, a worshipper of Durga, does not mean that his body is the property of Durga. No. Still, the body is the property of Krishna only. But he is misusing it. He is using it for Durga worship. So, the actually only proper way to decorate the body is putting Vaishnava Tilak, actually, because everything belongs to Krishna, Isha Vasamidam Sarvam, even our own body. Um, even Durga herself belongs to Krishna. You know, Chayeva Yasya Bhuvanare Bibharti Durga, Ichana Rupa Mapiyascha Chacheshta Tesa Govinda Madhipurusham Tamaham Bhajami. Although she is Srishti Sthiti Pralaya Sadhana Shakti Reka, she is in charge of Srishti Sthiti Pralaya, you know, of the whole universe creation, maintenance and destruction of the whole universe. So powerful, but she is just a humble servant of Vishnu. That's why another name of Durga is Vaishnavi Devi. Vaishnavi Devi means she is a Vaishnavi. She is a devotee of Lord Vishnu. So, uh, it is said in the Skanda Puran, a person should not wear crooked tilak even if he is about to die. <laughs> oh, this is so strict. You see, even if he is dying, maybe he has no control and he wants to put tilak. He is going to die. He can't put a crooked tilak. You know, I, I mean, nor should he chant any names other than the holy names of Narayan. He should wear Vaishnav tilak using Gopi Chandan if available. You see, even about to die, he cannot put his tilak crooked. It should be straight. You see, how important this is. Therefore, it is not a joke. You know? Even in that, see, if die, we cannot put a crooked tilak. When we are nicely alive, we can put crooked tilak. So, that is the point. So, we should try. In fact, uh, Prabhupada said in one place that anybody who tries to put nice straight tilak, he is a very good Vaishnava. Hmm. So, of course, don't start to think that I am a very good Vaishnava because we should never think like that. We should, we should, all, there is always scope for improvement how many faults we have. Just because we put straight tilak doesn't mean we are immediately Vaishnava. You know, that Bhaktivinoda Thakur actually says, I will go to that after this purport. It's very important to know. Hmm? So anyway, see, but still, tilak should be nice and straight, and one should practice. And sometimes devotees use some metal, you know, those um, that uh, impression, you know, they put the tilak like that. All right, but one should practice with the hand. Actually, the real method is by the hand, you know. One should put <coughs> by practice. You can get it. You know, yeah, it is not anything can be gotten by practice. So, a person should not wear crooked tilak even if he is about to die. Your voice is choking up and he is you know, going to die and still you cannot put. I mean, how important this? 
he should wear Vaishnav Tilak using Gopi Chandani if available. Elsewhere it is stated, learned person know, learned persons know that there are prescriptions to the, for the Brahmanas and devotees to wear Vaishnav Tilak and other people should wear three-line Tilak. Okay. So, sometimes it is said that one should not put three-line Tilak, uh, three-lined Tilak, this Tripundra. But in another places it is said that Vaishnavas and Brahmanas should wear Vaishnav Tilak and other people should wear three-line Tilak. If one sees or touches a Brahmana who has put on three-line Tilak rather than Vaishnav Tilak, he should take bath with his clothes on. He should take his bath with his clothes on. Means Brahmana if he wears like this, uh, if you see some Brahmana wearing like that, putting like that, you should take a bath. <laughs> you see how the rules are there. A Vaishnava should not wear three-line Tilak rather than proper Vaishnava Tilak because such an act does not please Lord Hari. In the narrations about the month of Kartik in the Skanda Puran, it is stated, one should not see a person whose forehead is not decorated with Vaishnava Tilak. If one happens to do so, he should immediately look at the sun. For Lord Hari and Lakshmi Devi reside within the Tilak. <laughs> I mean, I am just laughing because if you want to practically follow all these rules, you have to keep looking at the sun and walking all the time because nobody is putting on any Tilak. <laughs> So, actually, it is, you see, Lord Hari and Lakshmi Devi reside within the Tilak. This is another meaning, actually, why there is gap between the two lines. In fact, one should not have no gap between the two lines. Sometimes, a devotees put Tilak and then between the two lines, there is full of Tilak also. You know, like, not properly made. No, it should not be. There should be gap. Otherwise, it is an offense. It is stated in the Padma Puran, Uttarakhanda, Marks of tilak resembling a banyan leaf, a bamboo leaf and a bud of a lotus are most enchanting. Mm. Especially the, the, the below part. So, the glories of decorating the body with tilak are as follows. See, the beautiful vacant space within the mark of the tilak is the sitting place of Sri Lakshmi and Sri Janardana, the Lord of Lords. In the center sit the Lakshmi and Janardana. Therefore, know for certain that the body marked with tilak is a sanctified temple of the Lord. Uh, the body marked with tilak is a sanctified temple of the Lord. So, anybody who has tilak, his body is a temple of the Lord. It is mentioned in the Brahmana Puran, if a person who is impure, ill-behaved and engaged in sinful activities with his mind decorates his body with tilak, he certainly becomes pure forever. Of course, he has to also change. It is not that he puts on tilak and continues the sinful activities. It is understood that when he puts on tilak, when he takes on Vaishnavism, he is supposed to give up, just like the Mirgari hunter. He was a hunter, but when he became Vaishnava, he gave up his. So, that also, also has to be there. So, one should not repeat those. Uh, if we don't repeat our sinful activities, then we become pure forever. But if we repeat our sinful activities, then it is uh, no use. <coughs> one should mark one's forehead with tilak while seeing one's face in a mirror or in water. <coughs> while seeing one's face in a mirror or in water actually you see he said here one should one should mark one's forehead while looking in the mirror um, but never touch the tilak with one's fingernails this is also another thing this is stated in the Brahmana Puran so one can look in the water and put the tilak or in the using that reflection or a mirror of course Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur was without mirror uh, because he can put, I mean, no mistake. 
but never touch the tilak with one's fingernails. So, when we are putting tilak, we should not. In fact, I am also guilty of this, but sometimes I touch with fingernails. So, I have read this before, but now that I have read it again, so I also should, you know, correct my... Uh, because sometimes while adjusting, I use fingernails sometimes, so I shouldn't do that. <clears throat> the rules and regulations, where are we? We have moved somewhere else. The rules and regulations for applying tilak. It is stated in the Padma Puran, Uttarakhanda, the most fortunate unalloyed devotees of Hari should decorate their bodies with marks of tilak resembling the lotus feet of Hari, you know, with a vacant space between the two lines. They should begin to mark from the tip of the nose to the end of the forehead with tilak or another other suitable clay. You see how we should, we cannot put like this. We cannot start from here and then come like this down. No, from the tip of the nose to the end of the forehead, like this. Urdhva Pundra. Urdhva means above, not, not Adhama Pundra. <laughs> Adham means below. <laughs> so, this is Urdhva Pundra means going above. So, it is put like this or sometimes also like this. So, anyway, you have to go from here to here, not from here to here. <laughs> that is not the proper way to put it. It is not Adhama Pundra, Urdhva Pundra. Then, the tip of the nose Okay, now they should mark to the end of the forehead. Okay, now actually uh, this is actually the start of the nose, but the tip of the nose actually means the the three fourths. Here it is said the tip of the nose refers to the three quarters down the nose. So the tilak must come to about three quarter quarters down. It should not come all the way down here. Tip of the nose means not just here, three fourths down, and not just here also, not just like very short. Although some sampradayas, as we saw, the, the tilak shape was a bit like that. But the standard, we follow the standard of Shastra here. It has to come three-fourths down like that. Then it will be, that is, that is the proper tilak. The prescription for keeping space within the, uh, sorry, one should draw two separate lines beginning from the middle of the eyebrows upwards. Uh, this, is the, this is the point where it is mentioned that one has to draw two separate lines beginning from the middle of middle of the eyebrows upwards. So, sometimes devotees, they don't know how to do. So, the only way is, you know, you make it a paste. The, the, the secret of the good tilak is in the paste, how thick the paste is. If it is too thick, like it is solid, you can't put it. If it is too liquid also, you can't put it. It will be very faint and it will go away after a few minutes. That's not the point. It should stay for as long as possible. So, it should be like a, like a paste. Hmm? Like, uh, I do not know how to describe the consistency of that. Um, so, once you get that consistency and then with that, you just take some and then press it. Press it and then just bring it up. And then automatically in the beginning and in, in the middle, there will be no mark, but all the tilak will be on the side. So, two lines will come. Not that you draw one line, you know, and then draw another line. No, you just do like that and it will automatically come that way. So, uh, that is the proper way to put a tilak. So, now, one should draw two separate lines beginning from the middle of the eyebrows and then go upwards, Urdhva Pundra. The prescription for keeping space within the mark of tilak. A fallen twice born who applies tilak without keeping a vacant space between the two lines certainly abandons Sri Hari and Lakshmi Devi who reside within that space. See, this is the point. Huh? 
So twice born, that means a Brahmana or initiated devotee, who puts tilak, but when he puts, the center is not vacant, it is full of tilak. And there is no separation between the two lines, there is not proper separation. And then it is said that he is abandoning Sri Hari and Lakshmi Devi who reside within that space. There is no doubt that a fallen twice born who applies tilak without keeping a space maintains the feet of a dog. <laughs> wow. Look at this. There is no doubt that a fallen twice born who applies tilak without keeping a space maintains the feet of a dog on, on his forehead. <laughs> I mean, instead of putting the feet of God, we are putting the feet of dog on our forehead. See how strongly it is said. Where it is? Huh? This is, I don't know where exactly, but this is prescription. This is all in the Haribhakti. This is in actually, this is all quoted in the Haribhakti Vilas. Haribhakti Vilas is a uh, guidebook for devotees written by uh, written by Sanatan Goswami. All the directions of everything. It's like a complete manual of Krishna consciousness. So, Haribhakti Vilas. So, <clears throat> you see, if you don't keep space, he maintains the feet of a dog on his forehead. <laughs> How strong. Therefore, O beautiful one, Brahmanas and women should always mark their foreheads with tilak resembling two sticks with a space between. Now, the symptoms of tilak as temples of Hari. The mark of tilak that starts from the nose and stretches up to the hair on the head with a beautiful space in between the lines is called a temple of Hari. Lord Brahma resides on the left side. Lord Brahma resides on the left side. Sadashiva resides on the right side. And Lord Vishnu resides in the middle of such a tilak mark. One should not apply anything in the middle. Of course, Sri Sampradaya, they have the red. That actually means uh, also uh, Sri, I mean uh, Lakshmi. And maybe they have other meaning also. <coughs> but, you know, especially for us, it, this is the thing. Um, the clay used for preparing tilak is described. You see, now the clay, what it is made of, what is the tilak made of. <coughs> see, how much detail is given. Uh, just not simply do anything we like. The clay used for preparing tilak is described in Padma Purana as follows. One should collect clay for tilak beneath flowing waters that have bathed Lord Vishnu. Like Ganga, Yamuna, they have bathed Lord Vishnu. So, the, uh, one should collect clay for tilak beneath the flowing waters that have bathed Lord Vishnu. One can also collect clay from, uh, transcendental, from the transcendental abode of Hari. One should devoutly collect clay from the Venkata hill, that means in the Tirupati, from Srirangam, from Sri Kurmakshetra, from Sri Dwaraka. In our case, mostly it comes from Dwaraka. And sometimes devotees also put Radha Kund Tilak. So that is in the Radha Kund, mostly black color. From Sri Prayag, from Sri Narsimhakshetra, and from Sri Varahakshetra, or from Sri Vrindavan, or any forest of Tulasi. And then mix it with the water that has washed the lotus feet of Vishnu, Ganga Jal. Uh, that's why even, even the water also we, we chant first Gangecha Yamanecha Eva Godavari Saraswati Narmade Sindhu Kaveri Jale, uh, Narmade Sindhu Kaveri Jales means Annithi Kuru. So we invite the seven rivers, seven holy rivers into the water. There is a mantra and a mudra. So by that we invite the seven holy rivers and then we use that water for Achman, for Tilak and everything. In this way, one should decorate one's body with such tilak and come before the Lord. O Maharaj Ambarish, just see. 
one whose forehead is decorated with tilak made of gopi chandan to minimize your sinful reactions uh, you see it is said just see one whose forehead is decorated with tilak made of gopi chandan to minimize your sinful reaction if you want to minimize our sinful reaction we just look at a vaishnava's face we our sinful reaction will become reduced because it reminds us of krishna that is the point in the skanda puran dhruva maharaj speaks as follows if you see a person decorated with tilak marks of a conch that means shankha and chakra adorned with tulsi manjaris on his head and his limbs smeared with gopi chandan then why should you fear sinful reactions a vaishnava should mark his forehead with attractive tilak of clay collected from the root of a tulsi plant one should mark his forehead with gopi chandan and wear the garland that has been offered to the lord in this way one should decorate one's forehead with one of the three kinds of tilak gopi chandan or tulsi mark or uh, tulsi root of a uh, clay collected from the root of a tulsi plant or what is the other one um, or ma- tilak marks of chanka and chakra like that or with tulsi manjaris on his head so like this anyway the point is we have to put tilak in this way one should decorate one's forehead with one of the three kinds of tilak one should also decorate his body with various shapes like matsya and kurma and various weapons like the chakra in order to please lord hari so it's like tattoo but ours is like a temporary tattoo you may say no i was my might as well put permanent tattoo it is not against but the problem is this you will not every time chant the name right hmm. whereas if you put every time you bathe then you are you are forced to chant the name every time so it is that's why temporary marks is better because you every time you need to put and every time in that way you remember so there is a reason why we, they it is temporary and not permanent so of course some sri sampradaya they actually burn you know the mark shankha and chakra they burn and they put here so and then of course other tilak they put normally so that is a permanent mark like a engraved mark so either way we have to mark our body with tilak and every time you say those names you know we purify ourselves yasmaret pundarik aksham sabahya abhyantara suchi we become pure just by remembering the lord like that then the vedic injunction regarding applying tilak it is stated in the hiranya hiranya keshiya branch of the yajurveda a person who wears tilak marks resembling the lotus feet of hari becomes very fortunate and dear to the supreme brahman shri hari a human being who wears tilak with the space in the middle becomes eligible for liberation in the katha branch of the yajurveda it is stated the great soul who after applying tilak meditates through mantras on lord on shri vishnu who holds a chakra who is the ab- supreme absolute truth who is greater than the greatest and who resides in the hearts of his devotees certainly becomes pure you see it is stated in the atharva veda the fortunate practitioner who throughout his life decorates his body with tilak marks like the chakra certainly attains the all pervading lord vishnu supreme abode which is the ultimate goal of the devotees so this is the the whole purport of that i was saying so how important tilak is so that's why devotees should always put tilak uh what is this okay now we will go to something also important the last part i'm sorry this is a bit long 
but uh, kindly bear with me. Okay, so tilak as a tool for preaching. So tilak is not a private thing only when worshipping. So only when you are doing puja then put tilak or when com- com- coming to the temple then you put tilak. No, all the time you should put tilak even in your home, even if you are going out. Try even for workplace. Try. Okay, try your best. And Bhaktivinod was praying that all respectable men of society will wear tilak. Ah, Bhaktivinod Thakur was a magistrate himself and he was putting tilak and going as a judge and he was giving uh, sentences and all that. And um, even Bhaktivinod Thakur was saying that uh, when will the day come when all the respectable people, you know, like uh, all the lawyers or doctors and everybody will wear tilak. That means it becomes such a, a common religion, Vaishnavism, that everybody, no matter who they are, Respectable people also. Because at that time, especially when Bhaktivinoda Thakur was there, all the loafers, they were... See, Vaishnavas means people think that some illicit affairs with women. That, that was the idea because Vaishnavism was in, in the dark ages at that time. There were so many unscrupulous so-called pseudo-Vaishnavas who brought the, uh, the, the reputation of Vaishnavism to utter low standards, to the drain. So, he was dreaming of the time when all the respectable people of the world will uh, you know, put on tilak. And Tilak reminds the onlooker uh, of Krishna. In the nectar of devotion, it is said, it is said, the next important items are as follows. One, one should decorate the body with Tilak, which is a sign of Vaishnavas. The idea is that as soon as a person sees these marks on the body of a Vaishnava, he will immediately remember Krishna. Lord Chaitanya said that a Vaishnava is he who, when seen, reminds one of Krishna. Therefore, it is essential that a Vaishnava mark his body with Tilak to remind others of Krishna. So, even though you don't open your mouth, you know, just by wearing tilak, you are preaching already. Already you are preaching. You are making them chant Krishna's name. Now, it's maybe somebody don't know. They may ask you, they may ask you, uh, can I ask what is that thing you are wearing on the... Then you can explain. There is a chance. There is a, it's a chance to open a conversation. You see? Um, that is what I wrote in the next. Tilak is a conversation starter. Yare dekha tarekaha Krishna Upadesh. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Yare dekha tarekaha Krishna Upadesh. Whomever you see, speak to them about Krishna. So now Tilak is a good starting point. You know, when they ask, hey, what is this? Sometimes they ask, what happened to your hand? You, your hand is hurt? You fractured your hand or something? <coughs> so then we can start about chant, uh, talking about the beads and the holy name and everything starts. So in this way, when we put on, when we don't hide, you know, sometimes devotees do count with a counter, you know, with a counter. Nobody will notice you, you know. Uh, so it is, it is, uh, it is good if you can have all the authentic um, signs of a Vaishnava, like tilak mark and proper chanting bag, nicely. So in that way, you, you know, we can preach. It is a preaching tool as well, and people will start to know. Just like Christian, what do you, if if I say Christian, what is the first thing that comes to you? The insignia, the cross. So the cross has become the symbol of Christianity. So, when they see this tilak, it must say, oh, these are Vaishnavas. It should become like that. The whole world now knows Christianity. Everybody knows. If you see a cross, that is Christian. Why? Because they held on to that. They, they, they put a locket of a cross and everywhere there is a big cross on the temple and everywhere. So, like that, we also, our tilak should become so famous. Uh, we should not hide it. We should not hide. Why? Why we should hide? You know, we should be proud of this culture. This is the best thing in the world. I mean, the whole universe, this is the best religious system. I mean, chanting of Hare Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come. He has brought the highest thing to us. 
why we should be ashamed of our culture this is the reason why indians were dominated by the british because they they had inferiority complex they thought they were better than us and in that way their whole gurukul system was gone and replaced by the western um, education system and everything everything just the whole culture was gone now indians they they feel shy wearing a dhoti in public uh, what will happen you know everybody look at me come on <clears throat> so what let them let, let that become a conversation starter and i i'm honestly i'm telling you not one person i remember teased me for wearing a dhoti in my whole until now 15 years even if they tease you so what let them tease na at least they will remember because it is something very starkly different in fact i have many times i just go to a place once like today today actually honestly today in the morning i went to um, a police station not for any crime <laughs> but um, some licensing uh, issue <clears throat> so anyway i went there the security guard there he remembers me why because i was the only one who dresses like this and goes there and with tilak and everything he remembers that i even used to he remembers what is in my bag because every time in my bag there is a uh, this swiss army knife is a tool <clears throat> always keep in my bag and a uh, scissors so um so every time i come there he says because i have to declare whatever is my bag everything has to go through the scanner and he says oh you have brought the swiss army knife and the scissors as usual so i said no 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 I, uh, they were confiscated in an airport because it was on the in the hand luggage and i had to take it so i told him that today morning so he even knows what is in my bag you see uh, just by looking at me because every other face is usual but this is very different so in that way they they remind oh and they also I, i'm i'm not saying i'm a big you know oh big uh, supreme supreme vaishnav i'm a useless fellow but just by putting on the dress you are reminding them of krishna and they, even the security guards they they you know bow down and you know respect offer respect as they do to any monk so this is this is uh, you know at least they are respecting the tilak you know the, in that way they are respecting indirectly the lord so why should we shun away from uh, putting on this insignia of a, a devotee we should be very proud of our uh, supreme culture having said that so the last section of this um webinar is that just applying tilak is not enough to be a vaishnava now as much as we have understood that tilak is so important in vaishnava's life just by putting on tilak and if our character is not matching up to that that is not that doesn't do any good as well so it also means that it should be a a a, a protection for us for example if i don't put on a tilak okay i look like any karmi and i can go to a movie i can go and eat outside you know nobody tells anything to me but if i start wearing like a vaishnava and you know tilak and everything and if i go and eat somewhere outside and suddenly some other devotee sees me hey prabhu what are you doing you know why are you watching movie or why are you you know uh, eating outside you know i am so when i put on tilak it is even good for me because it controls my own helps control my own mind that you know uh, i have to behave like a vaishnava i have to not disrespect the lord whom i am representing by putting on this tilak so i have to behave myself although we have to always behave ourselves but this is one another layer of control another layer of defense against maya so at least by the you know the social stigma that we will um, 
oh, as a Vaishnava, I have misrepresented Krishna or somebody had a bad impression about Krishna's devotees because of my misbehavior. So, I rather, you know, behave properly. In that way, at least, I will control my otherwise probably illicit affairs of the mind, which is dictating in this way and that way. It is one layer of control. But there are some shameless devotees, you know, I have, I have seen, putting on tilak, everything, and they are eating outside nicely, sitting and eating and pizza hut and all these things. And restaurant, outside restaurant, eating, you know, where onion and garlic is served, everything they are eating there. I have seen that also. Um, so, I mean, those who have buffalo skin, I mean, we can't do anything. But we are talking about devotees who are sincere to become devotees. So, the last section is, just applying tilak is not to be, not enough to be Vaishnava. So, there is this book called Baula Sangeet. Sorry. Baul Sangeet by Bhaktivinoda Thakur where he has about, I don't know, 10. Let's go to that link. So, he wrote about 10 or something, 10 or 13 songs like this, exposing all the malpractices of different Vaishnavas. I mean, not Vaishnavas, pseudo-Vaishnavas. Real Vaishnava will never have any malpractice. He will, everything follow nicely. But, Pseudo-Vaishnavas, who only dress like a Vaishnava, but who do not follow the principles of Vaishnava behavior. So, he has exposed all these different symptoms in his Baul Sangeet book. So, we are trying to take that out now. It is a bit slow because of the connection. Kindly bear with me for a few seconds while this opens up. So, in this, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and also Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, they were both very much... Um, severe and stringent against these practices. In fact, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, gave a list of all the deviant sampradayas of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, of the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, those who have deviated from the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, movement and have their own illicit illicit um, uh, practices. So, he enumerated 13 of them, Aula, Baula, uh, Sakhi Bheki, Kartabhaja, uh, Gauranga Nagari, Nityananda Vamsha, Sahajiya. In this way, 13 are there. Apasampradayas. They are not Sampradaya. They are Apasampradayas. Deviation from Apasampradaya. Why is it taking so long? Okay, never mind. I will just try to take this. At, I hope at least this opens up. Okay, kindly give me some time here. I'm sorry. This is like painfully slow, you know. I don't know why. <sighs> this is definitely... Very bad. I wanted to go take you through that song because this is so important. What can I do now? Mm. Okay, let's see if it is in the Veda base. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. This is very weird. Let's try. Let's try this one. It's maybe Chrome is uh, slow. Try Safari.
So here is Safari. This is another web browser. I'll see if I can work this out. Everything is kind of very slow. Oh, this is another one. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is uh, completely uh, so, you know, kindly bear with me for a while. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. This is working. So now you see here. Okay, I'll take you to the Baal Sangeet. Oh, this is beautiful, so fast. You see how many songs, 12 songs he has written. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings his name as Chand Baul in these songs. The songs are written in the Baul style, urging them to change their ways to be pure at heart. They actually, in, in the Bengal, there is a sect, Baulers, they have their own way of uh, uh, slang of Bengali. So, he actually used their slang because they are the ones who have these different deviant practices. So, he actually used their slang of Bengali. And so that you see, Baal Sangeet is a songbook written by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He writes 12 songs to preach to the Baal sector in, in Bengal. The Baals, literally meaning madmen, <laughs> would follow illicit principles even though they would chant the songs of Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. Their core philosophy also differs with that of Lord Chaitanya's. The songs are written in the Baal style, urging them to change their ways to be pure at heart and worship Krishna. Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings his name as Chand. Baal in these songs. So, especially in the sixth song, you know, this is Eoto Ek Kalir Chela. This is a very nice song actually. Eoto Ek Kalir Chela, Matha Neda Kapni Pora Tilak Nake Galai Mala. You see, Eoto Ek Kalir Chela, Matha Neda Kapni Pora Tilak Nake Galai Mala. Dekhte Vaishnaver Mata Asala Shakta Kajar Bela Sahaj Bhajan Korchena Mamu Sangeloye Parer Bala. So you see what is the translation? Here is just another disciple of Kaliuga. He calls him. So those who actually um, say, okay, here we see. Here is another disciple of Kaliuga. He keeps his head shaved, wears a loincloth, cowpin, tilak on his nose and Tulasi beads around his neck. He has all the signs of a proper Vaishnava. Eoto hmm? ek kalir chela. He is actually a kalir chela. But, matha neda, for, I mean, head shaven. Matha neda, kapni pora. He wears a loincloth. It is a kind of underwear, which, you know, uh, Vedic underwear. He wears all the proper dress and dhoti and everything. Matha neda, kapni pora, tilak nake galai mala. Uh, tilak nake um, on the nose there is tilak and tulasi beads are there but then what he does he cheats he, by appearance he cheats but that's why it is said don't judge the book by the cover it is perfect so he has all the, all the signs of uh, Vaishnav but he says dekhte Vaishnaver mata asalo shakta kajar bela sahaja bhajan korchena mamu 
संगे लये परेर बाला यू सी दिस इज व्हाट इट मींस बाय लुक्स ही अपीयर्स टू बी वैष्णव बट इन एक्चुअलिटी हिज कंडक्ट इज दैट ऑफ अ शाक्ता वर्शिपर ऑफ दुर्गा बिकॉज़ यूजुअली मेनी दुर्गा वर्शिपर्स दे टेक अल्कोहल दे टेक गंजा दे टेक यू नो ऑल दिस थिंग्स एंड दे हैव सम इलिसिट सेक्स विद अदर पीपल्स वाइफ्स एंड ऑल दैट you know especially in bengal that was the that was the uh, trend at the time but in actuality his conduct is that of a shakta one who worships the principle of material energy in order to enjoy her he wants to enjoy the material energy he engages in sahaja bhajan so called natural worship but does so by posing as uncle to the children of others and then stealthily taking the illicit association of their daughters parer uh, bala uh, he will he will enjoy with their daughters and he will you know uh, having uh, in the society he will pose himself as a big vaishnav then what happens how he enjoys with those girls sakhi bhave bhajhena tare nije hoye nand lala krishna daser kathar chale mahajaneke dichhena shala accepting these young girls as sakhis radha's gopi friends he fancies himself to be the son of nanda nand lala nije what is it सखी भावे भज्छे न तारे निजे होए नंद लाला कृष्ण दासर कथार छले महाजने के दिछे न शला बाय द डिसेप्टिव लेक्चरिंग अबाउट हाउ एवरीवन शुड बिकम कृष्णदास द सर्वेंट ऑफ हिमसेल्फ एज कृष्णा दिस डिसाइपल ऑफ कलियुगा दस हर्ल्स अ शार्प स्पियर एट द ट्रू डिवोटीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड ही एक्चुअली हर्ट्स द डिवोटीज रियल डिवोटीज बिकॉज़ द रियल डिवोटीज आर ट्राइंग टू प्रीच रियल कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस इन इट्स प्योरेस्ट फॉर्म एंड दिस फेलो हु इज एक्चुअली अ डिसाइपल ऑफ नॉट कृष्ण ही इज नॉट कृष्ण चेला ही इज अ कली चेला कलीर चेला ही इज सर्वेंट ऑफ कलयुग मैन टू डिस्ट्रॉय द होल वैष्णव रिलीजन सो ही दे आर ट्राइंग देयर बेस्ट वेर एज ही इज पुटिंग द होल रेपुटेशन ऑफ वैष्णविज्म टू द ड्रेन एंड इन दिस वे द पीपल इन जनरल देर ओन नो दे सी एवरीबडी एज ऑल ऑफ देम सेम सो दे सी वन फेलो एज नॉन सेंस दे सी ऑल वैष्णव आर नॉन सेंस इन दिस वे एवरीबडी विल टर्न अगेंस्ट कृष्ण अगेंस्ट वैष्णविज्म अगेंस्ट द ट्रू फॉर्म ऑफ रिलीजन so this is why the real devotees feel very uh, pained to see this kind of behavior of so called pseudo pseudo vaishnavas then last one navarasika apane mani khachena abar manakola baul bole dohai o bhai dur karo elilakhela giving artificial recognition to navarasika the nine relishers he does eats and enjoys the bananas of his own mental fabrications chand baul says oh my dear brothers desist from this bogus imitation of the lord's amorous sports uh, so uh, he nine relishes means nine rasika there are uh, great devotees who relish the pastimes of krishna some nine great devotees so he giving artificial recognition to uh, navarasika he will give he will glorify so called haridas thakur this and that everything he will glorify huh as if and he will say that everybody should become krishna das and then he will pose himself as krishna and everybody should become his das so this is so in other words we should not be a pretender in the name of a vaishnav not that we put nice tilak but our behavior is something else it is not simply to <coughs> uh, he is pointing at somebody else these uh, these songs we should always introspect ourselves <coughs> although maybe okay maybe you, we may not have illicit affairs with other women but even then i am posing as a vaishnava i am having all the signs and symptoms of i mean signs signs and symbols of a vaishnava do i have the symptoms of a vaishnava we have to check ourselves how much am i really attached to krishna am i really a vaishnava you know 
so we should always increase our attachment to krishna and am i behaving as a vaishnava should so this is all very important uh, so he, we have to be honest with ourselves introspective so this is the baul geet eo to ek khalir chela matha neda kapni para tilak nake galai mala so that is one thing another song is also there this is the last one i promise this is actually a bengali song which is uh, a traditional bhajan amar nitai mile na bholaman amar nitai mile na bholaman gaur mile na sara gaaye makhile tilak gaur mile na सारा गाय माखिले तिलक गौर मेलेनाथ please i want my mind he is he is requesting his mind please please get attached to krishna you know i did not meet nitai i did not meet gaura although my entire body is covered with tilak i did not meet gaura he is lamenting you know um this is a very nice mood actually bhitor bahir thik na hole shuddha gaura prem ki kothai mile भीतर बाहर ठीक ना होले शुद्ध गौर प्रेम की कथाएं मिले ओतर ठीक ना होले उपासना ओतर ठीक ना होले उपासना मिल बेना तोर से सोना सारा गाय माखी लतिलक गौर मिलेना सारा गाय माखी लतिलक गौर मिलेना <clears throat> so here he said how can you come across the love of shri gaura if you are not proper internally and externally bhitor bahir thik na hole if we are not purified in our conduct internally in our thoughts and outside actions gaur prem ki kothai mile how can we get the gaur prem the the love for shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and krishna bhitor bahir thik na hole gaur prem ki kothai mile how can we get if you worship if your worship is not proper you will not find that gold uh, love of shri gaura that gold you cannot find mm. <clears throat> then it goes on milbe na tor tor se sona sona means gold you cannot get that gold man parishkar koro age gaur bhajan anurage मन परिष्कार करो आगे बोलो गौर भजन अनुरागे अनुरागे तिलकेटे अनुरागे तिलकेटे गौर भजन होलो ना हाय भोला मन गौर भजन होलो ना हाय भोला मन गौर भजन होलो ना सारा गाय माखिल तिलक गौर मिलेना सारा गाय माखिल तिलक गौर मिलेना 
So with cleansing of one's mind, one can develop love for Sri Gaura. This is important. Cleansing of the mind is important. All this we are doing, dressing like a Vaishnava, putting on Tilak, doing all the chanting, reading books and everything is for one thing. Controlling the mind and fixing it on Krishna. That is the focus. If that is not understood, if we do all the other things, but our mind, Smartavya Satatam Vishnur, Vismartavya Najatuchit, Sarvaveda Nishedhasur Etayorevakinkara, every other rule is for making us remember Krishna and not to forget him. But if we follow all the rules and we forget remembering Krishna, it's a complete useless waste of time. You know? So we should come to that point. All, we should understand that all these things are meant for us to remember Krishna and nothing else. With cleansing of one's mind, one can develop love for Gaura. But if you develop love for decorating your body with Tilak, Anurage Tilak Kete Anurage Tilak Kete Gaura Bhajan Holana Hai Bholaman So if you worship love for decorating your body with Tilak, you are not worshipping Lord Chaitanya. Oh my naive mind, you are not worshipping Gaura. So if you are just, uh, you know, attracted to decorating your body with nice Tilak so that I look good. Huh? So I look good with this tilak. That is not worship of Lord Gauranga at all. Uh, of course, we should do it. We should mark our, but our mind also should change. So he's, he's, uh, the, here the devotee is praying internal purification. Please mind, fix it on Gaura, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then last verse. Jai Janitya Bastu Adar Kore Amar Doyal Neta Amar Doyal Neta Etahar Kore Jai Janitya Bastu Adar Kore Amar Doyal Neta Etahar Kore Tare Bhakti Bhave Dakle Pore Tare bhakti bhave dakle pore Uttar sadhan safal habe Vifal habe na Uttar sadhan safal habe Vifal habe na Are Uttar sadhan safal habe Saragaye makhile tilak gaurme lena To that person who always respects this item Jaijan nityabastu adar kore Adar means respect This item, what is that? The love of Sri Chaitanya my merciful Nitai, Amar, Amar Doyal Nitai Tahar Ghore. My merciful Nitai will be present at their home. If you, if we have respect for, love for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then Nityananda Prabhu will be in his home. If you call out with feelings of devotion, your austerity will become successful. It will not become a failure. It will become successful. So, Jai Jan Nitya Bastu Adar Kore. Amar doyal nitae tahar ghare Tare bhakti bhave dakle pore Bhakti bhave In the Bhagavad Gita also Krishna says Buddha bhava samanvita Tesham satata yuktanam In the 10th chapter 10th verse Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam Dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite But to whom he gives That is also explained Aham sarvasya prabhava matta sarvam pravartate iti matpa bhajante maam buddha bhava samanvita In the 10th chapter 8th verse actually the word bhava comes in 10th chapter 8th verse Aham sarvasya prabhava matta sarvam pravartate iti matpa bhajante maam buddha bhava samanvita Bhava samanvita means with bhava He is bhavagrahi janardhan Janardhan Krishna is bhavagrahi Even if we do not pronounce the mantras properly or we don't do anything, uh, 
of course we, we have to do everything properly but even if there is some in, unintentional discrepancy he takes our bhava our feelings of devotion as the real deal even he says patram pushpam phalam toyam yome bhaktya prayachati that bhakti is what he wants he doesn't want it but he asks for it so that it helps us uh, he begs for our bhakti for our own benefit not his benefit so that bhava grahi he will accept the bhava uh, so it is said in the other place in the chaitanya bhagavat also that murkho vadati vishnaya dhiro vadati vishnave ubhayostu samam punyam bhavagrahi janardan so some people may not vishnaya uh, actually om om vishnave namaha is the correct way to say the grammar of sanskrit om vishnave namaha my respects to lord vishnu om vishnave but om krishnaya namaha for Krishna, it is Krishnaya. For Vishnu, it is Vishnave. But a person who may not know the exact grammar, he may say, Om Vishnaya Namaha. But, uh, actually, he is supposed to say, Om Vishnave Namaha. So, Murkho Vadati Vishnaya, a, a, a fool, uh, I mean, materially, in the grammatical way, maybe he is a fool, he may say Vishnaya. And the uh, Dhira, who is actually more learned, he will say Vishnave. But, Ubhayostu Samam Punyam, both of them get the same benefit because bhava grahi janardan the krishna accepts the bhava of the devotee so sometimes people say oh if i don't chant the mantras properly shlokas properly you know it is not good you know i will commit offense no he bhava grahi you should try your best of course it is not that i will chant just horribly and krishna will accept my bhava my that means where is my bhava if i am i should try my best if i don't put any effort and in in chanting properly or, or chanting nicely and that is that means where is my bhava my bhava is I don't care about Krishna. That is my bhava. So Krishna also doesn't care about that. Care about that kind of devotee. So we should try our best. But even if after trying best, we may not sound perfect or we may not put uh, Tilak maybe a little bit, you know, like uh, not so nice or maybe, you know, um, I mean, whatever it is. Pronunciation may be not proper or whatever it is. So even though there may be some light, slight discrepancies, but if our intention is just like the uh, South Indian Brahmana, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met him in the temple. He was, he did not know how to read Bhagavad Gita, but he was having tears in his eyes. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, what are you trying to do? He said, I am trying to read. Because everybody was making fun of him. What kind of, he literate, he was trying to read Bhagavad Gita. You know, and he was holding book upside down. He did not know where, you know, what kind of, how to read even. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him, what are you doing? He said, I am trying to read Bhagavad Gita. But, um, then he said, but I am illiterate. Then how are you reading? No, my, my Guru Maharaj asked me to read, so I am just trying to follow his instruction. So, but I don't know how to read, so I don't know what to do. Okay, then why are you crying? No, I am crying because when I see this picture of Krishna, you know, as a chariot driver of Arjuna, uh, I, I cannot bear to think that Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, has become a servant of his devotee. How much he, is, he loves his devotees. I, when I see this, I cannot stop my, my tears in the eyes. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hugged him, embraced him and said, you have actually understood Bhagavad Gita. He has understood the whole Bhagavad Gita because his bhava is there. He understood the real deal because you know, how Krishna is so devoted to his devotee, Bhakta Vatsala. So he understood all the secrets of devotion just by that bhava, that intense desire to um, execute the order of spiritual master. That is the bhava. So bhava doesn't mean, oh, I am thinking of Krishna. No, in, in our level, bhava means the intense desire to fulfill the order of the spiritual master. How serious am I? 
Uh, I may not be qualified, but if I am serious, that is what Krishna accepts. That is what Prabhupada will accept. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will accept. So, with that, I would like to conclude this webinar. I hope it was helpful to all the devotees. And uh, if you have any questions, we will try to take it. Murkha uh, This is where Madhya 22.113. Oh, in the, you mean, even in Chaitanya Charitamrita also. Okay, this is, this is Murkha Bole Vishnaya, Vishnave Bole Dhira, Dui Vakya Parigraha Kare Krishna Veera. So, this is also the same thing, same, actually I did not even know that. It was already in the Chaitanya Charitamrita as well. But in the Chaitanya Bhagavat is where that Prabhupada always quotes Bhava Grahi Janardana. 22.113 What is happening? Somehow during this live stream everything just like becomes No, this is something else, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know where where is the number of that. This is showing something else. This is showing the Smartavya Satatam Vishnu. Uh, maybe you can put the Number of the verse. So, Vishnu Prabhu has been uh, giving a lot of uh, references. Uh, So, Venkatesh Prabhu is asking me to share this link of the reference page that I have created in the YouTube as well. Yes, we will put it in the description. And, uh, okay, first we will go from the very beginning and cover all the questions. We have a few questions here. We will try to finish them as quickly as possible. Mm. Okay. Vrajakishwar Prabhu has shared something. Oh no, this is so big. Why it always happens like this? <laughs> okay, I'll just read then. So, it is a conversation. Dr. Patil is asking, is saying, Yepi bhakta ne bhajante shraddhayanvita tepi mameva bhajante tepi mameva kaunte ajante avidhipurvakam. They are also bhajante avidhipurvakam. I mean, no doubt, they are also all worship, all who worship go to Krishna's feet. Prabhupada said, because Patil was always, you know, contaminated with all kind of Hindu ideas. Prabhupada said, just like, just like if you want to give me some food to eat, so you should give me through my mouth, not to my rectum. <laughs> so, there are nine holes in the body. So, if I want to eat food, every hole goes to the body only. No? So, eyes also go to the body, nose also goes to the body, ear also goes to the body, uh, rectum also goes to the body. Uh, so, 
put mouth in the food in the rectum you know and that is not proper not everything everything yes goes to the body but in an improper way or proper way that is there is a proper way you know so avidhi purvakam is an improper way so worshiping demigods although they are parts of and parcels of krishna but it is improper and of course uh, uh vishnu has quoted so many somebody is saying please take me off your facebook page please so admin please uh, kindly help take them out <laughs> mm next we have we have question it is stated that one should not apply anything in the middle of tilak but women can wear can women wear bindi so yes bindi uh, can be worn uh, especially when it said that empty space means the the tilak when you put the tilak the tilak should be cleanly removed from the center uh, it is not the tilak should be all the, you know like a patch you know uh, like somebody you know <laughs> put the paste on the head you know so it should uh, so in yes so women must put bindi uh, that is there so they are married they put red bindi like that so they can put and um, somebody is saying applying tilak is said to have scientific significance the entire body emits energy in the form of electromagnetic waves especially the forehead and the spot between the eyebrows the tilak cools the forehead protects the wearer and prevents energy loss is there anything proven in shastra such beneficial for health wise um we have co- we have quoted extensively from different kinds of purana you know why everything is very very big and very nonsensical shape i should change some setting somewhere anyway so i'll just read it so there is um, no we have read so many references from the shastra but there is nothing like that no this comes this kind of thing comes you know i'll read it again there is some scientific explanation for tilak you know so called some stupid hindus will come up with this kind of thing the entire body emits energy in the form of electromagnetic waves especially the forehead and a spot between the eyebrows the tilak cools the forehead protects the warmer and wears um, uh, and prevents energy loss is there anything proven in shastra such beneficial for health wise you know you know where this problem stems from because they have no understanding first of all of the scriptures what is the real significance of tilak they do not know they don't refer to the scriptures and they want to sound kind of scientific authoritative you know they don't have anything and they hold the modern science scientific world view as very precious anything proven by science if we talk in in terms of electromagnetism and and you know some high fi words which nobody understands anyway so if you use use that words then everything everybody will appreciate you know oh there is some 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 big significance so they try to say all these things and you know is just trying to be cheap and the whole thing just trying to uh, everybody can see through this that you know just some he is a western chela you know some kali chela who just you know doesn't know the significance of anything in the vedic literature just trying to make it sound somewhere significant because he, and by using western terms like electromagnetism or whatever this nonsense is talking about energy and all this what nonsense is this this is to just like a mark just like a gangsters have their own gang marks and even even every religion have their marks and every even a woman has her own marks and by which she is known and 
<coughs> different kinds of worshippers of different demigods have their own marks. This is a mark to signify and it is a mark to um, say that I am a servant of Krishna or I am a servant of a servant of Krishna like that. It is just to remind ourselves and remind others of Krishna. That's all. That is all that is Shastra is saying. Shastra never said any waves are coming out, you know, like, you know, <laughs> weird ideas, you know, people have. Mukhe hmm. Bole, I don't know where that is. Uh, what else? Uh, I wonder sometimes when we are universal consciousness and get into a body of organism, human, animal, bacteria, etc., etc., and while in human body we try to attain the enlightenment, which again is getting connected to the universal consciousness, then why this consciousness gets into mortal body at all when they have to get connected to universal consciousness? <laughs> you know, this is the confusion of the impersonalists. So, when they talk about this universal, con- if you were universal consciousness, why you you became trapped under this material body? So that that just proves the point that we are we are not universal consciousness at all. We never were, <coughs> and we are not now, and we will will never be in the future. We are always a limited consciousness. We only know about our own body. For example, we do not. I do not know what is going on in your mind and your body. Uh, similarly, you do not know what is going on in my mind and my body. So we are we are we know as far as our body extends. That's it. We have no. We are not universal consciousness. But Krishna, Sarvakshetreshu Bharata, Kshetragyam Chapi Mamvidhi Sarvakshetreshu Bharata. Krishna, as Paramatma, he knows the pains and pleasures that are going on in every single body. That is universal consciousness. So we never were universal consciousness. We never are, and we never will be. We are always the infinitesimal consciousness, supposed to be subservient to the supreme consciousness. Krishna. So, that is called Krishna Consciousness. Krishna Consciousness means to be always subordinate to Krishna. So, Vishwambar Prabhu is quoting a letter of Srila Prabhupada. He is saying, I have no objection if members of the society, means our Krishna Conscious Society, dress like nice American gentlemen, that means like pant shirt and everything, if they have to go to work or even sometimes distributing books. Um, if it helps, because sometimes people may be, oh, there's uh, some strange people here, I'll just walk this way, I'll not go near them. So, if they have that kind of uh, phobia, uh, then you may wear the normal dress of people and then uh, approach and uh, be approachable to them. Although he said this, he never did this himself. He went to America, he went to the place where everybody was, you know, uh, you know, in their own world, but he never, although he said that you can change, but by personal example, you see that Prabhupada never himself changed to pan shirt and everything like that. Although he said there is nothing wrong in changing if you want to use it for Krishna's service, but sometimes devotees take it to the extreme. Uh, oh, Prabhupada said we can change, or oh, just change only, no, just just don't bother, you know, just change it and then be, be like that forever. And then not only preach, uh, forget about preaching them, that, that real thing they forget. The preaching part they forget, the, the, thing they forget, but, oh, Prabhupada said we can wear karmi dress, we can wear pan shirt, that's it, that's all they remember. So, that we cannot be. But, you see, he says, I have no objection if members of the society dress like nice American gentlemen, but in all circumstances, a devotee cannot avoid tilak, flag on head, shikha, and tulasi beads on the neck. These are the essential features of a Vaishnava. 
letter to Brahmananda, 14th October 1967. Tilak means victory personified. Shri Prabhupada letter to Tilak Devi Tasi. Victory personified. Can women apply Tilak in washroom or is it an offense? Actually, Tilak, we should have a pot like a Achaman cup and we have to do Achaman and then uh, put on Tilak. Of course, some devotees I heard, they, they, they say we must put Tilak and then do Achaman. But I just read while I was, I, I thought I actually brought it out but I did not. Um, that uh, it is said that you have to do Achaman and then put on the Tilak. In fact, I remember when I was a, even a small boy, when I was doing a Sandhya Vandan, when I was putting Tilak, first I would do Achaman and then I used to put the Tilak. That's what I remember as well. So, first we have to do Achaman and put Tilak. But sometimes it does happen, you know, when we are travelling and all. You know, you don't have all the paraphernalia necessary. So, then we put, sometimes the mirror is nowhere but in the washroom. Sometimes, you know, we have to maybe make that adjustment. But as far as possible, better not to put in the washroom. If, if you can avoid that, it is best. But in unavoidable circumstances, when the mirror is only there, then there is no choice sometimes. So, alright, we will stop here. Vaishnav Tilakki Jai. Shri Prabhupada ki jai Nithai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bo Hare Krishna